I made this book because I was angry. I very much feel like fuck her. So you decided to like create this product and put it out. Is Was this kind of a scandal in its own, like the snake oil situation? I mean, there were some people who claimed they never received their items. Like if anyone had a problem with their order, tough luck. What are they going to do? Call me a scammer? Like I was a bitch about it. I hadn't broken the law and I hadn't embezzled millions of dollars and I was still grouped with these scammers. I was just living very recklessly. Let's get into it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Here's part two of my interview with memoirist and scammer Caroline Colloway. So let's get into it. This is the first time that I've actually been able to say that I'm not angry. Like other interviewers have asked me that and I've been like, yeah, you know what? I'm fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. And I've I've meant it. And I've it's just so nice to have a different answer to that finally. Did you ever have a friend who ever betrayed you? Oh yeah. My like best friend. And but I, I mean it's a little bit of a different story. He kind of chose, you know, addiction's very tough, like fentanyl and all that. He kind of chose like that route. And then I think, you know, those things you were alluding to how like these like amphetamines can change your like brain chemistry. And I, I think that's what happened to him. And he ultimately chose like you know, so it was kind of selfish, but I don't try to like, I do have a lot of anger still because it was not that long ago. And he like, you know, kind of screwed me over during a low point in my life. But, um, was it like I, a business thing or like, no, 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 more personal. personal. I mean, it was like a childhood, like someone I thought I would be best friends with my whole life, but you know, addiction can change you. It can really like, did he ever get help? You- did he ever get clean? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it, it's honestly like he even talking about this, like makes my whole stomach churn. Cause oh, it's just so like sorry. something. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean No, but it's also, that. no, 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 I'm not so in a bad sorry. way. I, it just, no matter. Cause I still like, you know, I'll look at his socials and stuff sometimes. Cause I, he was my best friend, but like, you know, I think that sometimes it's, it's also, isn't it interesting to look at how you, like you, what you were talking about, like you thought maybe one day an article would write about you and your friend Natalie and you know, you two as like a, a power couple, like couple, memoirs yeah, out I here. Yeah, it's so was- crazy to look back and to see what how things can become this way because I've had friends for you know my entire life and I it's just interesting to see how like some relationships the dynamic can become so bad that I mean I can never imagine my myself ever being friends with that person ever again and I just think the damage is done and I think it's also important though to have those friends because it ta- also teaches you like when to no longer take it, you know, no, I'm not going to take this behavior. Like, and I hope like now you have the skills to where if you see another Natalie in the bushes, like, you know how to, you could call it out and, you know, protect yourself better because we've had that experience. 
I really think that anger can be a gift. Like I, you know, I obviously like it took me so long to like deal with my own like trauma that I could like feel that anger. But like once I did, it was really constructive. Like I think we think of anger as being like a really destructive force is like, you know, rage tears things down, but like rage can also build things up. Like I made this book because I was angry and like anger is a powerful motivator. And I, I would, directionless anger, I think is destructive, but like rage plus purpose is constructive, you know, like I, mm -hmm. rage plus a purpose can do a girl wonders. Well, what you're saying there too, I just think that there's something beautiful about creating something and closing a chapter, because even though a lot of my content is really personal, you know, when I talked to you about like that cheating video, there was something that like, I felt such a release after finally like getting that out and putting that out there and like I guess like expressing myself on my medium like whether it's just me yeah. sitting here and crying for like eight minutes there's something so rewarding about taking that pain and then finally like owning it and then like embracing it and accepting it too because like you know 10 years ago I it's like I don't think we I think it's normal as adults not to be the proudest of who we were over 10 years ago, but accepting who that was and that behavior and then coming to terms with it and then learning to love yourself. There's something like that's unbeatable. That's like the, the dream to be, to feel that like, I guess validation of like understanding that you weren't the best, but now you are much better than you ever could have imagined. Yeah. And I, you know, I think letting yourself, you were talking about this earlier, which I love, which by the way, I feel like we didn't get into the fact that you just, you absolutely raw dogged your depression, like just no pills. Like you're just out there raw dogging that depression, getting through it, no help. That's so, I, it's, you know, I was going to say impressive, but like, I, I, I don't want to perpetuate, I like to be so open about the pills I take. Cause I don't want to perpetuate the idea that like taking pills is, is wrong or like shameful or like I want to break that taboo I think the the adjective I'm searching for is like I you know when you see someone like living in a way that you yourself could never like I like I'm blown away by it and I I am I love your journey for you like I love mm -hmm. that and I I love that you you know last time we saw each other we were both just so sad in our own ways like crying on my on my balcony just like fucking like three bottles of rosé deep each like i i really think that like the way you know like the only way out of sadness is through like i really wasn't able to write my book until i had really like sat with my sadness and like made friends with it. And like, I had a lot to be sad about, like, you know, my, my ex-best friend betrayed me. And like, even though I really feel like going into, by the way, you have to pick a cute thumbnail of me. I swear to God, <laughs> if, I, if I see a thumbnail like this on this fucking podcast, this is my like YouTube debut. Like I've never been on YouTube and I honestly wish that I wasn't such good friends with you that I would I wish I felt less comfortable talking to you like I Because <laughs> we're just like FaceTiming right now, yeah, essentially. I wish I washed my hair for this and like actually like done some makeup. Well, I have to say though, at least for my own, I I didn't go and do like the, you know, treat my mental illness, but I definitely like the last few months like filled the void with sex, drugs, drugs I've never even heard of. Like I definitely, I'm now kind of, I'm more in like recovery now because I just, 
had no like i didn't care what happened to me so like if anyone gave me anything if a guy wanted to do whatever to me i just like was just going through the motions so i definitely like had to like i was depressed but then i had to become even like more broken to like realize i can't live like this and now i'm just working on like picking myself back up and like trying to enjoy life more and you know my new relationship helps and traveling and those things so i'm feeling good now but a few months ago like two months ago i was a someone i never thought i could even be yeah i definitely think that you need to in a strange way i feel like that's sort of like what we were talking about with anger because you just like get angry at yourself you're just like this is enough's enough like i i did that obviously with adderall where it's you just reach a point where you're just like i I, there. What am I doing? Like this, this path is leading to death. Like at least that's how I felt with my pills. Um, I'm not sure if you felt that way with what you were talking about. Which, by the way, going out before I forget, I saw that on. So I'm a big, a little unknown fact about me is that I am the biggest. I would say the two of the. I write so much about my life. Like so many of my details are like now in this book. Two things I bet people did not know about me is one, I love to watch people, other people play The Sims on YouTube. Number two, I am the biggest commentary community girly. I live oh, yeah. for that shit. I love that shit. And I saw that you saw Adam McIntyre just like out and about in LA. Yeah. I, I've Look, hung out with Adam like, a few I times like now. I so much. I'm such a fan of him as well. What's, what's he like He's in person? He's sweet. He seems I'm amazing. So many of my reporter friends in New York like love him. And I just think that... Like, it's, I, it's always a good, yeah, literally, it's literally <laughs> who I was thinking of. It's such a good sign when someone who you, you know, once Kat, unless Kat doesn't want this to be out there, in which case I will absolutely say that I was joking when I'm about to say this. She once did poppers with my assistant at this, <laughs> like, at this, like, rooftop in Tribeca, which I just think is, like, so iconic but um unless cat doesn't want people to know that in which case that was a lie now and she's a popper's I'm queen no, no. i've hung out with cat and adam probably like two times or three times and yeah adam's really great he's young you know so i i like i love talking to the young gay boys because i love to give them advice and like mentor and then like you know this content creation world is hard to navigate yeah. so like it's nice to relate on those things so he's a sweet guy I'll, I'll always have his back you know but um yeah he just seems amazing and i yeah i'm, I'm so here for your friendship and i just like i i bet you're the best mentor to him <laughs> thank you angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well if you own a home you know how much work it can take whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So we've got like 20 minutes left. So I want to go through a few things. So just to give some context. So you yeah. had this Instagram, like 
blow up that ultimately led to you getting a book deal that you weren't able to satisfy. It kind of bled into these workshops where you were connecting with your fans, but also looking for an opportunity to make some money back. Um, this blew up in your face and you had your friend Natalie go and sell you out. Then your dad's bodies found. Now, where do we get into like the snake oil? Because I think at this point there was a change in your your the way you presented yourself because you kind of were trying to defend what you were doing and then you then kind of took ownership of what people were calling you they're calling you this scammer they're trying to tear you down you're kind of like okay fuck it i want to like embrace this so you come out with um a an oil like a skincare like type product what what what's the timeline so your dad dies and and I literally, sometimes I just like, I sit here like listening to your questions and I'm just like a master at work. Like it's a pleasure for me and get to see you just be like such a good interviewer and like keep us on track. If this were my podcast, nothing would get, no, no one would have any idea what was going on. As people will remember from what we were talking about is when something that made the creativity workshop scandal, which wasn't that big. I mean, Jonah Hill, after Jonah Hill retweeted it and then unretweeted it, um, cause I commented on like his post with summer or I tweeted at him some like photos of like the screenshots from my stories that like hadn't been posted, like explaining things that would happen. Uh, anyways, he unretweeted it. I deleted my tweet. I actually have no beef with him, but I also kind of do because I do think that the reason the mainstream media picked up the story, I'll never know. I'll never know why they did it. But Business Insider, um, New York Magazine, and uh, BuzzFeed all picked it up. Um, and I responded, I crumpled. I, I, you know, I'd spent my whole life wanting to be a writer. I, my, so many of my friends are like journalists in New York. I was living in New York at the time. And I really sort of thought like, if journalists are saying that I scammed all these people with these workshops and that like, I'm the next fire festival, which like, you know, I know TanaCon, like a lot of people got sunburned and that was dangerous, but like fire festival, people were in fucking space blankets. Like it was like, they were on an island and like, honestly, like I did a bunch of events and like I did the whole weekend before shit hit the fan and like, it was a great time. Like, honestly, like I refunded all of those people later on, like who went to the events and got all the things and did all the stuff. And I would say all, but like, oh, I don't know, three out of like the 40 girls who were there that day sent the $165 back to me because they were like, what are you doing? It was like, we were there. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I too late realized that what you have to do, I've said this before and I'll say it again, the rules for surviving going viral in a bad way, I hope to God that you never have any scandals slown. And if you've never had a scandal, my advice to you would be continue having none. But if you have, when you have that first scandal, your first instinct is gonna be to try to clear your name. You're gonna want to fight against this current and set the record straight. Don't do that. It's like surviving a riptide. If you try to fight the current, you'll expend all your energy too quick, too soon, and you'll drown. What you have to do is swim 
into the flow of water, like go in the direction it's carrying you. And once the current subsides, you can make your way back to shore. And I learned this the hard way. I learned this by drowning. Um, the first time I went viral, I tried to fight against the current. I, I This is when I got on antidepressants because I was so low. It didn't work. It made everything worse. I apologized. I tried to explain like I wasn't a scammer. In fact, I invited like all those three publications that had written articles, BuzzFeed, New York Magazine, and New York, I invited them to the creativity workshops because I figured the best thing I had in my defense was that like everyone loved the events who was like the demographic for whom it, the event was designed. And like no one was, the best thing I had going for me was that I wasn't a scammer and I tried to fight it and it didn't work. It made it worse. I, I apologized, I refunded, I canceled, I tried to do all the things, did not work, made it worse. When So when Natalie emailed me 10 days before her article came out, she, and something that still really kills me is that in her email, it was like three paragraphs long. She uses the words addiction and recovery. Like, you know, I'm so glad that you've gone through recovery. I knew your addiction was so hard. 5,000 words in this new, New York expose tell all does not use the words addiction or recovery once, but I digress. When she emailed me telling me that, you know, I didn't know when the article would drop for all I know it would drop the next day, but she was like, just a heads up. Like I, I'm writing about this for New York magazine. Like, I'm so glad you're out of addiction and in recovery, blah, blah, blah. I think she just like wanted to feel like she wanted to sell me out, but also like feel like a good person. I think maybe she was, I don't know. I don't know why she did that, but because I knew that the article was coming, I didn't know what would work in terms of navigating my brand, the name Caroline Calloway through these choppy waters, but I knew what wouldn't work. I knew fighting it would not work. So really as an experiment, I thought, okay, I'm going to lean into this. I, you know, the cut now has a pretty ardent Caroline Calloway following in terms of like their interest in my life. But when her piece came out that like I knew that the New York magazine and the cut is a part of the New York magazine for my L.A. listener friends. Um, I knew that like the, the the platform with the biggest access to Caroline Calloway interested parties was the usernames at Caroline Calloway on all my social media accounts. Like I had access to those people and I promoted the fucking shit out of that article for 10 days straight. I was promoting it like it would drop at any second. And by the time that article came out, like when people were like actual blue check mark verified New York media, people were like tweeting the cut, RIP the verb to tweet, um, where tweeting at the cut, like, drop the Caroline Calloway tell-all, like, because I'd been told people, I, I promoted this article from every angle. I said it would be embarrassing, humiliating, shocking. I feared it. I was excited for it. Like, I, I just threw everything. I threw everything I had promoting this article. People were foaming at the mouth for it. Like, it's very strange that people are excited about an article before it even comes out, but I was able to whip up that frenzy. And when it came out, I saw how much better that was for me. I mean, it was still awful and it felt awful and it was 
I felt very hopeless because I didn't really see like I didn't I don't know if I could have promoted that article with the same intensity had I known that she was going to not only erase my addiction, but take credit for my work. And once it was out there and I'd done all this promotion and I'd really teed it up to go as viral as it did, I really didn't see a way out of my situation, but I just sort of stayed the course. I was like, you know what? I will swim in the direction the current is carrying me until I can make my way back to shore. And it took about several years. You know, I, I, if you've never had any scandals, as I said, continue having none. But if you've had one scandal, have as many more as you can. I realized that there's this really, the same part of my brain that once like before influencer marketing existed, that I looked at book fandom accounts and I was like, I could run ads through these accounts. That same like PR internet savvy part of my brain really looked at like the modern American media landscape. And I was like, there's this Kardashian Trumpian principle of like information overload. Like at a certain point, people, if you have one scandal, it will define you. But if you have so many that people can't remember, it fatigues them until all they can do is shrug. And so I was, from there, I was off to the races. Z-Way live show, OnlyFans, snake, snake oil. oil. Snake oil, yeah. So, so snake mean, oil, how did you, yeah, you decided, so snake oil, the premise of the name is kind of like, I guess snake oil is a term to describe something that's like, uh, like fa falsified oil, I guess, like in yeah. some setting. I don't know if it's like reference to gasoline or what, what the original reference is, but snake oil is pretty much saying like, oh, this oil is trash. Like it's, yeah. it's a phony, it's a scam. So you decided to like create this product and put it out is was this kind of a scandal in its own, like the snake oil situation? I mean, there were some people who claimed they never received their items. I mean, it was like $75 per, uh, you know, one flu ounce, I believe. So like, where were you mentally going into like this kind of project here? Well, first of all, this is a, I've been saying this on any, thank you for reminding me to do this, any sort of podcast or thing where I'm doing like a live interview and I can control like, what I'm saying, like, I can't say this to a reporter and expect it to like 100% make it into the story. But on a podcast, like, mm -hmm. I can be more confident of that. If you've ever ordered anything from me, and you haven't received it, <laughs> literally just slide into my DMs. I am in my responsible girl era right now. <laughs> I have no friends here in Sarasota. All I do is wake up, work for 14 hours a day, gluing first edition books and helping uh, leading up to the release of this book. I really tried to um, just pummel my Instagram stories with uh, announcements being like, if you ever received anything, like contact me because honestly, yeah, people didn't receive their orders. Not a lot of them, but like, were you managing so, it? Like you didn't have a manufacturer or anything, right? You were just no, doing this I, all I your home. After I went viral as a scammer, honestly, I just really, I felt like, you know, the creativity workshops hadn't been a scam. And I felt like I'd been like Elizabeth Holmes, jail, Billy McFarland, jail, Anna Delvey, house arrest previously in jail. And I believe that like people should be able to like do their time and like re-enter society. Like I believe in like rehabilitative justice. Like I don't think just because you've been to jail that should like be a terrible smear on you for the rest of your life. The point I'm trying to make here is that I don't think it's fair to compare these multi-million dollar crimes, federal crimes, to like 
my, to, to like put me on that list for these creativity workshops. Like I, that feels crazy to me, like crazy and unfair. And so after I got added to that list, um, I really felt like fuck customer service, like fuck, fuck customer service. Like, you know, the two, three snake oils that got lost in the mail, uh, I actually shipped out like 3000. So I bet it was like 40 or something like mm -hmm. if anyone had a problem with their order tough luck what are they gonna do call me a scammer like i was a bitch about it and i was just going through it and i'm honestly like i was just messy about customer service like i you know i wasn't a bitch about it i wasn't like if i if i saw their dm i would try to help them but like i wasn't actively checking i wasn't asking people i wasn't really trying to like I was just living very recklessly because I just felt like, you know, I had, I hadn't broken the law and I hadn't embezzled millions of dollars and I was still grouped with these scammers. So I really felt it was hard to muster the. It sounds like a, like a little bit defeated in a way yeah, because I, I, there's nothing you could have done. Yeah, no, it was just, it was fucked up of me and I'm cleaning up that mess now. And if you've ever had a problem with Caroline Calloway customer service for any order ever, please get into my DMs. I check them constantly. I have no friends here. All I'm doing is just like, I'm dedicating this past year and the next few years to just like making my fans happy and just like working as hard as I can. And so like, I'm sorry that there was no customer service for like all of 2019 and or so like if <laughs> i like how your customer service it's like I yeah know, our customer sorry, service team it's you <laughs> do customer service for all of 2019 <laughs> i that employee has been fired um she's no longer with us um actually i god i wish i could fire myself sometimes i'm so fucking incompetent oh, i glued my hand to my face the other day because i have these like spray can glues and i like sprayed it in my eye and then i like went to touch my eye uh. and then i had interview it was a nightmare but um yeah i'm so speaking I wish I of like me. mess and chaos before we close out this interview yes. i just want to briefly talk about this because we talked about this yes. whenever we were at lunch yes. you your living situation in new york there was one point where you painted your floors but you did not even move your furniture around you just like painted them like white was that something that happened i am so glad we get to talk about this because i went on a fucking rant to a swedish newspaper about this the other day like the new york times of stockholm and they cut all of this rant out of the interview really? like because i i want justice for these floors because here's the thing yeah the first have you ever painted like a floor like you can't you can't levitate all your fucking furniture. Like it has to go somewhere. Like you have to paint part of the floor and then move the stuff to like, let the paint dry, move the stuff and then paint the rest of the floor. And yeah, I painted around my stuff because oh, I, cause I don't have levitation powers. Did you ever and move the furniture and finish it? Yeah, or did you? I painted under it. Like <laughs> okay. the, only part, the only part I'd never painted was the square where my bed was. And I think I had one other like incredibly heavy piece of furniture, but like, for the most part, yes, I fucking, I painted. You finished the job. Yeah, I, I, I not a hundred percent, but like it wasn't, it wasn't the thirty percent finish that people gave me shit for. It was like every you only saw white paint on the floor in the apartment, and I finished the job. And the other thing about my landlord, guess what? 
I um last time we saw each other, I was forty thousand dollars in debt, and guess what? Mm-hmm. Now I only owe because because for my basically after I joined OnlyFans and paid back a hundred thousand dollars to my publisher. I um, quit OnlyFans, which, you know, honestly, seeing the bag that Tana's getting, like, maybe that was a mistake. Like, maybe that was an error. But I quit OnlyFans because I just, I enjoyed doing it. And then once I stopped enjoyed doing it, as as soon as my debt was paid, I, like, stopped. I stopped. Yeah. And I went back to New York. And I realized that I could either, I went back to New York because in 2021, I don't know if Dime Square has like, I feel like I'm the first person on YouTube to like ever say the words Dime Square. Like, I feel like it's so not a YouTube thing at all. But um, it was this like scene and I can't believe, this is so surreal. There's this scene in downtown New York that was super, super cool in 2020 and 2021. And even into like, early 2022 and I it just embraced canceled figures and like some of it was really distasteful like they would have like Alex Jones on like mm. Red Square which is just like some of it felt like I had to sort of debase my own morals to like join this scene but I really feel like it be like New York Magazine the same place that once published Natalie's piece like recently published a in print a list of it girls and put me on there with julia fox and emily radikowski i'm like to this day like like yeah. she's a photo of emily radikowski for the thumbnail she's so yeah. fucking gorgeous but, um, but i really feel like going back to new york and just being part of this scene and letting them embrace me because they were embracing canceled figures and that was the epitome of cool. I really feel like it fucking rehabbed my image in a way that like, you know, I don't know how much Colleen Ballinger is paying her fucking lawyers to get that like Vanity Fair puff piece or James Charles and that awful Cosmo article by that hack, it's her name, Gabrielle Bluestone. Like, I don't know what they're paying, but I didn't pay a publicist. Instead, I didn't pay my rent and I for a year, and I used that money to party. And honestly, I to this day, I think it was money well spent. I really feel like I got, I that forty grand could have gone to a publicist. I mean, that's probably how much it costs to get a piece like that in mm-hmm. Vanity Fair or Cosmo. Um, but I just did it by like having the right conversations with the right people in the right rooms and. For a year, but it left me in forty thousand dollars worth of debt. But I've paid back all but five thousand dollars, and by next uh-huh. month, I'll, it'll totally be paid off. Yeah, you can never say that I, I'm, I scam only temporarily. Like you, you're never, writing I, your wrongs now. I like yes, this. You're never, in your writing wrongs era. Purposefully scam. Like I, I always, I paid back my publishers, and even though I hate. My landlords are like a big corporation. It's not like one person. And this corporation is like truly evil if you Google them and see what they've done to like tenants in uh-huh. New York. But I will still, I owe them that money and I'll pay it back. And we do have to wrap up soon, but I just yeah. want to briefly, because the, the way, so was this apartment the one you painted white floors? And mm-hmm. I'm going to read what my team wrote. Someone okay. 
someone by the name of Rachel Rabbit White had moved into your apartment following you moving out and made some claims about the state you left it in. Was it really full of dirt smeared floors, mystery jars of liquid in the fridge, wads of trash and batteries in the sink, or are her claims false? I mean, we've seen some of the pictures um, on Twitter, and I think when we went to lunch, you kind of just told me that you were at like a fuck this state, and you're like, this is my last week in this apartment. I'm going to have the craziest parties and just like destroy yeah. it that's kind of what know. went down right yeah and i don't know if we talked about this at lunch or if i was even really ready to talk about this because i really yeah you know it's it's taken really connecting to my self worth here in florida like i you know my self-worth doesn't come from trying to be cool in new york or going to parties. It certainly doesn't come from other people because like all I do is talk to my cat all day. It comes from like working so hard like I and the the quality of the writing I produce. And I think when we had our our epic lunch uh, rosé heart to heart balcony session, mm -hmm. uh, someday we should do a podcast with Cece. Wouldn't that be iconic? But yeah. um, I, I, me calling her Cece, like her name isn't Chelsea. Like I'm so in YouTube mode right mm -hmm. now. It's like I'm sometimes like I'm a little bit too commentary channel. But um, mm -hmm. but I don't think I'd really like gotten to a place in my own self-worth where I could stand up for myself like this yet because I think I still really cared what people back in New York thought of me. And Rachel Rabbit White is like she's so niche like it's really just like a downtown thing it's not like a wider thing but like at the time you know she had published books and I hadn't and like I I guess I still like really didn't feel comfortable standing up for myself but honestly I feel really um you know our deal me and Rachel so she is a sex worker so it's really hard for her to get like uh loans and obviously banks really look down on that and on top of that she's married to an ex-felon um i think what's what's tom, i think tom holland played him in a movie he like mm -hmm. was an armed robber i think and like robbed banks um but he's a writer too and wrote a book about it and i'm pretty sure tom holland played him in the movie but if it's some other skinny white boy my apologies to the skinny white boy community. You'll live. Um, but uh, so she's married to this ex-felon. She's a sex worker. And I think that they were both just like really messy in their early 20s. So they have like terrible credit. Like, And Rachel doesn't have anyone in her life that would be a guarantor for her. Mm -hmm. So she was like trying to live in New York. But she was basically like living out of Airbnbs, which was just hemorrhaging money. And I obviously hadn't paid rent for a year. So I I was very interested. And I also just, I loved that apartment. I had the beautiful garden view. I spent all 10 years of my 20s there. Like I grew, that was like, you know, I didn't, my childhood home was like filthy mess. And like my father's rotting body decayed there. Like, it's not like I have like a, place to go home to like for me that apartment was home and I so I really didn't want to let it go if I could avoid it and another thing incentivizing me to like not break the lease was that I was not yet in a position to begin paying back my landlords mm -hmm. like I always knew I'd pay them back but I I was also very realistic about the fact that I needed to heal from the past couple of years before I could get to work and start um 
producing the book that would give me the income to pay them back. And so I thought it might be good to find uh, like an illegal subletter. I know. I know it's illegal subletting. Without oh, your and then landlords. that's who, that's and how so, she got connected and got and, in because of her, so it's well, adding up. Yes. Yeah. So what, uh, so we made an agreement because she has terrible credit. She can't find a guarantor. She couldn't rent in New York. So I basically was like, I will ignore that because I was also chaotic in my twenties. And like, I'm a, I did sex work. Like I get it. Like I'll, I'll do you a solid. Like I will ignore all of this these red flags about having you as a tenant and just let you just, you know, it's my name on the lease. So like if she very much could have like not paid rent and like it would add to my bill, you know, like, cause it's only my, and like, I couldn't, I would have no legal recourse if she decided to fuck me over and she didn't financially at all. Like she paid rent on time. So like good on her sex workers are, should have better relationships with banks but i really feel like our agreement was i'll look past all your red flags i'll let you live there all you have to do is clean up when i like you hire the maid pay for the maid i won't take a security deposit but like i was already in party mode and i was having these epic parties and every night like for i think it was like 12 or 13 or back-to-back days it was like the final days of rome like things were on fire people were screaming like drugs everywhere like matisse burned off half his whiskers at one point so she kind of screwed you ever by going to the press and posting all these things and stuff well, right she didn't go to the press at, well she did actually she got herself an article in page six in new york by by being like I'm doing a seance in Caroline Calloway's apartment. But I think more than that, she really fucked me over by posting all of these photos of it looking so dirty when, like, the premise of our agreement was, like, I'll do you this favor and yeah. you do me this favor. And I feel like she, you know, I never said to her, and don't embarrass me online and don't post photos of my dirty apartment for clout because I just never. You thought know, she would do that, yeah. I just never thought she would do that. I, you know, I. It's funny that you said before that, like, you know, I. You bet the thing with Natalie, like, really taught me to like not trust people, and I don't actually think I learned a lesson in that regard. I learned so many other lessons, but I really, I got so jaded and um, just closed off for. A bit there that I just made a conscious decision years ago in the aftermath of that betrayal and her trying to get me into that Netflix deal that I was just like, you know, she really only hurts me if she if she takes away like my openness and like my ability to trust like she Mm -hmm. the biggest the biggest thing I can do to like um, just, you know, show the, the biggest way I can like win here is just like, you know, writing a better book and being a better person and not letting her, the all the pain that she and betrayal that she brought into my life, not letting me keep that from, you know, having meaningful relationships and like mm-hmm. being, being open. Yeah. And so I just, yeah, I just trusted that Rachel like wouldn't use me for clout and she just absolutely threw me under the fucking bus but you know it came back around to like bite her in the ass too because she like 
she ended up having to like move out of New York because no one else would rent to her. And like she, because she posted those photos to like get more views on her Instagram story and like get more followers and like buzz in downtown New York and like do those stories with the press. Like the landlord, like they used screenshots from her Instagram story in the, they ended up then suing me for having an illegal tenant and for the $40,000. And something I would like to clear up is I countersued them saying that I fixed up the garden and therefore should have a discount on rent. I do not believe that at all. That was 3D lawyer chess. I literally Mm -hmm. did that just to buy myself time so that I could heal and make the book. I just countersued to just draw out the process so that it would be to just buy myself time before I had to start paying them back because I just wasn't in a position to have 40 grand. But um, yeah, so it ended up, you know, karma's, karma's a bitch. Like, you know, if you, yes, it wasn't part of our agreement that she couldn't post photos that would embarrass me or like draw attention to herself. But I do feel like, I very much feel like fuck her like now yeah. about it. Like well, that was just like a shitty thing to do. We do need to wrap up this call. Yes. I've got another I, meeting to hop to. But oh Caroline Calloway, this was amazing. I feel like I just had a therapy session. I am so <laughs> proud of your book and where you Thank are you. reading Me through the book. Too. It was just perfect. Like I loved how you like spoke about your life, your experiences. You reference a lot of writers. You can tell you're you are a smart woman and you've got Thanks. such an incredible story. And I hate to like wrap it up so quickly, but I no. do have to run. And I want to list Don't everything below. And we've got more to get into someday. So Sunday. you guys need. To- Part two with Chelsea next time. I will link everything below. Go and support her book. Go and learn her story. And thank yes, you so much, Caroline, for coming available on. Available nowhere books are sold, only at carolinecalloway.com. Period. Everything will be linked below. <laughs> thank you so much, Caroline. And I will let you know when this comes out. I'm so proud of you, too, by the way. Thank you. Okay, well. Let's get into it. I'll see you guys in next week's episode. Bye, guys. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.